Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I am your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey. That's, uh, that's Emilio, and we're joining you uh, this, uh, this Sunday to uh, discuss uh, what's been going on in the NBA over the course of the past week or so, and uh, let's, uh, let, let's get right to it. Yeah, um, right out of the gate, um, yeah, let's um, talk about the, um, the all-star starters named this week, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're going with that same uh, all-star format that we had last year, where you have a couple of team captains who uh, pick among all the all-star eligible players. Yeah. Uh, this year we have captains uh, LeBron and uh, Kevin Durant, uh, two of the uh, greats of the game for sure, one in each conference. And uh, the way this works is you have, uh, you know, five uh, starters, uh, three in the uh, – Five starters in each conference, three in the front court, two in the back court. And uh, those are the, like, first ten guys who make the team, and then there will be other players added to the roster as well who yeah. uh, LeBron and KD can choose from. So let, let's just go through. I mean, no, like, huge surprises among the All-Stars. But, uh, Mills, why don't you run down uh, the All-Stars and, uh, you know, how many times they've been in the game. Yeah, so um, for the East, you got um, um, in the backcourt Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. Bradley Beal, his third All-Star selection, and Kyrie Irving, his seventh All-Star selection. So, um, yeah, um, I think those are solid people for the backcourt. I think um, – Somebody else could deserve it above Kyrie. I'm trying to think of who, but yeah, Kyrie has uh, has missed some time uh, this year at at, uh, at moments. So I mean, I think that's uh, that's reasonable to maybe think uh, think about someone else there. But uh, yeah, I mean, does anybody come to mind in terms of uh, players who uh, who might uh, might have slotted into that spot? Yeah, maybe like James Harden. Um, could also think about putting Trey Young in there. So. Yeah. yeah, those are some good uh, good ideas, I think. I mean, James Harden, I'm sure, and, and Trey Young will uh, certainly make the team, I would think. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's not a huge deal either way. Let's uh, talk about the front court. Uh, who, who made it there? Yeah, Giannis is on the Kumpro. No surprise, his fifth All-Star selection. Um, Joel Embiid, his fourth All-Star selection. And um, KD, the captain, his, um, his 11th, um, most on the team. Yeah, pretty impressive. He's an all-star for uh, 11 straight seasons now, KD. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's really saying something. I mean, it's At which he's played. He didn't play last year. Correct. Excellent point. Yeah, so the, the seasons where he's played, he's made the all-star team uh, 11 straight years and uh, obviously, you know, phenomenal talent uh, from the moment he came into the league. Yeah. I mean, how many years has he been in the league? Probably like 12 or something. Yeah, he's gotta, it's got to be right around there. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the West. Yeah, um, yeah. so um, in the backcourt, Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic. Um, Luka's second all-star selection and um, Steph's seventh. So um, no big surprises. Could have gotten Dame in there maybe. But, um, yeah, no huge surprises. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen uh, Dame as a uh, starter over Luka, I think. But I think this is one of those areas where uh, the voting being opened up to uh, international audiences uh, has an impact. I mean, you know, people are able to vote from around the world. And I'm sure Luca is uh, pretty popular overseas. Not that Dame isn't popular all around the world as well. And uh, Dame obviously will uh, be joining these guys on the squad. Yes, for sure. And um, you want to move on to the backcourt here? To the frontcourt, yeah. Oh, Go front for court, it. Um, yeah, so we got um, Nicole Jokic, his third All-Star selection, th- three in a row. Kawhi Leonard, his fifth. Um, 
and um, the all-time great LeBron James, his 17th. His 17th all-star selection and the third most in NBA history behind Kareem and Kobe. So, um, yeah. Yeah, pretty good chance, I would say, for uh, LeBron to uh, break uh, those records. Uh, Kobe with just one more all-star appearance than him and uh, Kareem with two. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he leads the all he leads the um, leads uh, the NBA in um, All Star Game history with um, three hundred and eighty five points um, in all of his All Star games. So, um, yeah, pretty impressive. Also, has the record for uh, the most consecutive All Star starts with uh, seventeen. Yes. A testament to uh, both his greatness and his uh, durability. Yeah, I mean, seventeen All Star starts is gonna, gonna mean you're one of the better players um, of all time. Absolutely. There's no question about that. So, uh, yeah, no uh, no real shocks there. We'll, we'll uh, check back in as we learn more about uh, who's going to be making the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, guys further down the list. I'm sure there'll be a little bit more controversy as uh, you get into uh, the rest of the roster. But for these guys, all uh, pretty clear-cut All-Stars. No shockers yeah. there. All right, so let's, uh, let's, let's keep talking about uh, some of the NBA news this week. I, I think uh, early in the week, one of the uh, more notable stories – was uh, the situation involving uh, both uh, Andre Drummond, one of my uh, personal favorites, a longtime Piston, of course, and uh, Blake Griffin, uh, current Piston, uh, both of whom are uh, not playing at the moment, despite being healthy. Yeah, um, due to reasons of Blake Griffin not wanting to play and Andre Cav just sending them him because they want to get rid of him, which is kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the uh, – the, right, they're two different situations. Uh, Blake Griffin, I think, uh, more in line with the Pistons in terms of uh, both parties realizing that it's probably not in their best interest to have him on the court right now. Uh, Blake obviously owed huge money uh, this year and next. He's got a player option for uh, close to $40 million for next year, which he's certainly going to pick up. There's no way he'd be able to get that kind of money as a uh, free agent at this point. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, I mean, the Pistons are looking to, uh, you know, work in younger players, uh, you know, get other yeah. players' minutes. And uh, Blake, obviously, you know, not uh, not super motivated to uh, participate on this uh, bottom feeding Pistons team right now. Looking to get to a better situation where he can maybe participate in, uh, you know, a playoff push, uh, you know, offering whatever he has left in the tank at this point. So uh, I think, you know, both parties are pretty much aligned in terms of the Pistons and, uh, and, and Blake in terms of him sitting until they can find a way for him to get out, whether it's via a buyout or, you know, a trade, which kind of seems unlikely at this point. Where do you think he's going to go? It's a great question. I could definitely see him with the Lakers. Um, I think that could make some sense. Maybe the Celtics. I, I think all these things are – I mean, I think it's only going to be possible if he gets bought out, but that does seem like a likely scenario. I mean, I think the Pistons are probably thinking along those lines. Yeah, maybe he goes to the Grizzlies. Yeah, I guess he could. What, what makes you say the Grizzlies? Because they're ranking the playoff push. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, it could it could it could be the Grizzlies. I mean, I I think you know it's uh it, it's going to be interesting to see how many teams are interested in him. But I think it, it's likely to be a um you know in a role player kind of uh, position yeah. at this point in his career. But I think he does have something to offer in that uh, capacity. Yeah, hasn't been shooting the three ball that well this year, but still a really capable passer and um you know and he can shoot the three. He's yeah. capable. Yeah, he's he can he can still uh, can still get it done. You would think. Now, in terms of uh, Andre Drummond, it's a little bit of a different situation. He's uh, going to be a free agent after this season. Uh, he obviously was acquired by the Cavaliers uh, last year from the Pistons uh, for a second-round pick. And, um, you know, his uh, his uh, position on the team was really impacted by that trade that brought uh, Jared Allen to uh, Cleveland uh, not too long ago. 
Yeah, um, I think, uh, I think he should, um, he, I don't know. Um, I really don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, Maybe not, yeah, there, there are places that I think he could, it would make sense for him to go. It's really going to be a question of whether um, there's like kind of matching salary yeah. to uh, make a trade work because Andre does make a, a lot of money, which uh, could be complicating for uh, for many teams around the league, especially uh, places that it would make sense for him to go at this point uh, because, you know, it is such a short term ad. He's not going to be around next year in all likelihood. It'll be a free agent and, uh, you know, be able to uh, decide on his uh, destination from there. But uh, kind of a bummer. I mean, you know, for me personally, as an Andre fan uh, across all these years, I mean, I, I know he really enjoys uh, being out there and, uh, and you know, racking up those stats as he has for his entire career. And it's got to be frustrating for him to be uh, healthy and uh, not having a chance to play. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs got to play him, even though he's um, – they don't want to, I think. I think they just should play him and um, try to win. Yeah, it would be cool. I mean, I know they got off to a, to a really good start this year, a surprisingly good start uh, with, you know, behind uh, uh, Darius Garland and uh, Colin Sexton. Uh, their exploits and Larry Nance as well. But, and LeBron. And, um, sorry, but LeBron. Um, and Andre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely been uh, been a bit of a fall off for uh, for the Cavaliers, though, in the past few weeks. And, oh, yeah. Uh, um, Larry Nance injury definitely impacting that. Absolutely. And, uh yeah, so things have really uh, turned uh, turned for the worse in, uh, in in Cleveland, and uh, Andre not part of the plans anymore. So obviously, we'll uh, yeah keep you posted on uh, what happens on that front. Yeah. Also, um, you just recently mentioned to me Demarcus Cousins is um wants out of Houston as well. Yeah, it seems like he and the Rockets are uh, ready to part ways uh, with Christian Wood. Uh, hopefully, getting back in the mix here uh, on a full time basis. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of an interesting dynamic here where that we're seeing with teams and uh, and, and players kind of just deciding yeah. to part ways uh, midseason without anything really imminent. Like there's no trade or buyout that's like about to happen. They're just kind of saying in advance, like, okay, we're done, and you know, we're, we'll kind of figure it out afterwards. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it could work out. Yeah, it's been a weird season uh, all the way around, and uh, as, as last season was down the end. So uh, we'll see whether these trends uh, continue as we get back to uh, hopefully some more normalcy in future seasons. Speaking of uh, of weird things that are going on around the league, just to uh, transition into our next topic here, uh, all these cancellations in uh, in Texas this week. Uh, what's what's been going on down there? Yeah, um, some um, some lightning storms. Sending out the power. No, 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 no. It's been way too cold and like their systems or something is like not working, right? Yeah, there's been a, a lot of strain on the uh, on the power grid in, in Texas this week as a result of uh, really cold weather and the um, uh, infrastructure not being set up to uh, to handle it and, and compensate for, uh, for yeah. the lack of power they've had. So we've had some pretty unusual circumstances this week with games getting uh, canceled in Texas or really getting postponed, I guess, to the second half of the season in all likelihood. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get that schedule before too long here um, when the NBA releases it. But, uh, yeah, we've had a bunch of uh, games canceled, not because of uh, COVID this week, but because, indeed, of uh, the weather conditions and uh, power availability in Texas. Yeah. Um, not good. Not good. And, uh, you know, combined with, uh, you know, the Spurs had a bunch of, uh, you know, COVID positives on uh, their team recently, which caused them to miss games for that. So, I mean, it's definitely, you know, caused even more scheduled disruption than uh, we might have anticipated, uh, even with COVID in mind. Yeah. Um, so some Texas teams, Rockets, Spurs, Mavericks, 
Might gotta wait a little bit to play at home. Yeah, those are those are the teams in Texas, and uh, yeah, those are the ones who are being affected. But obviously, it affects uh, the rest of the league as well. I mean, their opponents and uh, having to reschedule things. Yeah. It, uh, it it all it all factors in. Yes, it does. Uh, big milestone we hit this week uh, with uh, LeBron James, the great uh, great LeBron James, reaching thirty five thousand career regular season points. Youngest to do so by a lot, two and a half years, I'm pretty sure. And um, yeah, that's only a third player to do it. Yeah, who are the uh, who are the two who have uh, gotten there before him? Yeah, um, oh, who are they? I'm talking about uh, Kareem. And uh, who was it? Um, Rui Hachimura. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rui Hachimura with a phenomenal first two seasons in the league has already uh, gone to second on the all-time points list. LeBron uh, going to have to try to pass him uh, before he finishes up his career. No, in all seriousness, uh, of course, number two on the all-time list. The mailman. Carl uh, Malone, a guy who had an epic career, and you can, uh, you can go check out our uh, Louisiana Tech episode from a little while ago. That was a ridiculous one. Louisiana Tech versus Bowling Green. Yeah, so check that out for uh, more comprehensive thoughts on uh, Carl Malone, but obviously one of the one of the all time greats. And uh, we we both uh, share the opinion that LeBron will be passing both these legends of the game. Yeah, Rui Hachimura and Curry <laughs> on the overall points list uh, before he's uh, finished in all likelihood. So uh, big ups, LeBron, one of uh, one of the all time greats to be sure. Yes, not quite Rui Hachimura type though. Uh, well, who, who is? You know, it's, uh, it's a high bar. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the great performances from this past week, as we like to do. Now, uh, just a couple nights ago, there were a couple of guys who jumped to the top of the stack in terms of uh, performances that we saw this past week. Let's talk a little bit about Joel Embiid and Jamal Murray. Yeah, um, Jamal Murray and Joel Embiid with 50 points, and Jamal Murray, 21 for 25 from the field, just going off. And then Joel Embiid with 50 points, um, 50 points, six, I mean, 11, no, 17 boards, five assists, two steals, four blocks, two turnovers. And, um, yeah, had a great game. 15 for 17 from the field. Uh, he no, was 17 to 26 from the field, 15 uh, to 17 from the line. Yeah. A lot of free throws. Definitely. And that's in stark contrast to uh, Jamal Murray, which we can get to, uh, just again in a second. No free throws. Yeah, no free throws. Uh, Joel Embiid just, I mean, an incredible performance. I mean, you know, putting up 50 points in addition to those other stats, as you mentioned. I mean, 17 yeah. boards, five assists, two steals, and uh, four blocks. Just, uh, you know, an unstoppable performance, really. I mean, I watched a bunch oh, yeah. of that game. I mean, he's going up against the Bulls in that one. Uh, Bulls really throwing everything they had at him, whether it was uh, Thaddeus Young, Wendell Carter. Um, just no answers at all for they, Joel Embiid. I assume the Sixers won't. They did, and uh, you know, I, I think it just speaks to how unstoppable Joel Embiid is. If if you don't if you don't have like the right player to deal with Joel Embiid and he's going good, like it's going to be a long night because this guy can work you out. Yeah, he um, yeah, he can be pretty nasty. And uh, certainly one of the uh, leading candidates for MVP this year, and I think like a signature performance like that really does elevate your standing. I mean, to have a couple of games you can point to where you completely dominated in a given yeah. season is definitely helpful for your candidacy. For sure. I mean, if you're going to do have a night like that, you're going to be in the conversation. No doubt about it. So let's talk a little bit more about Jamal Murray. Uh, I know you mentioned it, but uh, 50 points, no free throws attempted. Yeah. And just think of it. 
21 of 25 from the floor. And these were not easy shots. No, 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 no. And, yeah, and he had, um, yeah, and he had six boards, two assists, two steals. So, I mean, he contributed in other parts of the game as well. Absolutely. Eight of 10 from three. And, I mean, really, you owe it to yourself to uh, go watch his uh, shooting display from this game. You're really not going to see too much better. I mean, yeah, maybe like Clay's 37-point quarter or something like that. But it's it's up there in, in terms yeah. of just like being one tough shot after another and just seeing so many of them go through the net. Yeah, I mean, I have, I've i never seen Wilt's 100 points, but who knows how that could, how, if that's even better than this. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think there's any video of uh, Wilt's 100-point game, which is why we've never seen it. But um, Some people have. Well, uh, they were there. Why well, we've never yeah. seen it. You, you and I, I mean, have, have never seen Wilt's 100-point uh, game. And I think, you know, obviously that's true of most uh, basketball fans. would love to uh, get our eyes on that. But in terms of the uh, difficulty of shots, I'm sure Wilt wasn't taking as tough shots as Jamal yeah. Murray. I mean, Jamal Murray is, like, <laughs> taking fadeaways. He's, like, pulling up from uh, from deep. Uh, he pulled up from, from half court at one point, but it, it didn't go down. Yeah, that was a desperate heat check there, trying to figure out a way to have the ball not go through the basket. But uh, he, And he finally got there, but only a couple of times. So really, really phenomenal stuff from uh, Jamal Murray. Now, I also wanted to mention uh, our guy, Jordan Clarkson. He had a signature game this week, too. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, you know, 40 points. Yeah. So, not, I mean, as we we're just saying, you know, sometimes with these, uh, you know, uh, year end awards, it can be really important to have signature performances. I know Jordan Clarkson, obviously, on this terrific jazz team coming off the bench is like maybe the, six man. Yeah. The leading contender, I would say, right now for six man of the year. He's certainly the name that I hear the most talked about in uh, the six man discussion. And having a game like this, as you said, 40 points, 13 to 20 from the floor, eight of 13 from three. He was popping. Yeah, I mean, and in a game where somebody scored, um, like um, Ben Simmons scored 42 points in the exact same game. So, I mean, yeah, he just um, he just put on a show. I, I, that's all I can say. Yeah, career highs for both those guys in, uh, in that game with uh, Ben yeah. Simmons uh, getting 42. As you mentioned, that was a game that Joel Embiid didn't play. So uh, yeah. Ben Simmons had an opportunity to, you know, function a little bit differently on the court than he typically does. Yeah. Should be mentioned that uh, Ben Simmons didn't play in the uh, Joel Embiid game either. So there is uh, something to be said for uh, those guys playing uh, without the yeah. other. I um, I also heard recently that um, during that game um, that Ben Simmons scored 42, that he was um, fighting an illness during that game. So um, even more impressive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes these guys are able to battle through those and, uh, and and perform really well in spite of it. So that is uh, definitely worth noting as well. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other uh, phenomenal performances from this week. Uh, some other career highs that we saw uh, reached. Uh, Demata Sabonis, a guy who we mentioned a bunch on this show, uh, got you know set another career high this uh, this past week with uh, yet another triple double. Thirty six points, thirteen boards, sixteen assists. I mean, 10, 10 assists, sorry. Yeah, uh, 16 boards, 10 assists. Exactly. In addition to three steals and a block. And, uh, yeah, I mean, his seventh career triple-double in that one. Yeah, I mean, not amazing, but that's most in Pacers history, so you can't really complain. Yeah, very, very impressive stuff there. James Harden with another terrific week. I mean, his uh, team went 3-0 and uh, this week despite missing uh, Kyrie and KD at times. Uh, James Harden proving to be a, a really uh, stabilizing force for these Nets. Yeah, I mean, some some great games with 38, 43, and 29, I think. 
No, sorry, not 43. 38, 29, 23. Yeah, triple-double in there as well. Yeah. His 51st of his career. So uh, James Harden continuing to do uh, what he does for uh, for these Nets. Uh, other yeah. other performances that, uh, that stood out to you from this past week? Um, yeah, I was just noticing on this list that you um, put up here, um, Julius Randle with 44 points. Really, a, a fantastic game from uh, from Julius Randle, absolutely. I mean, 7 of 13 from downtown in that game. Yeah, I mean, 7 of 13. I mean, that's pretty good for a big man at, um, like, Julius Randle. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's had a terrific season, really has made the uh, Knicks look good for uh, giving him the contract that they did, and uh, he's, he's performed extremely well. Uh, Nikola Vucevic with a, with another triple double this uh, this past week, thirty points in that one. Uh, this guy, I mean, you know, we we've talked a bunch about how uh, depleted this Magic team is, but uh, he's really been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think if he goes to a better team, he's gonna like, he's gonna be like, um, he could like, he could, I think, be like the second option on the championship team, or the first option, maybe even like with a bunch of other good players. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because we really haven't seen him in that kind of environment in his yeah. career to this point. But uh, he's he's certainly getting it done for the Magic, and he's shown that he doesn't need a lot of help to uh, put up good numbers personally. And uh, look, I mean, he's he's you know led the team to some solid wins too. I know they beat the Warriors and the Knicks this week as well. So I mean, they're they're hanging in there despite uh, really being on a three game winning streak right now. Yeah, it's impressive stuff. And uh, you know, he's uh, I think he's going to be an All Star this year. I mean, he certainly has, has yeah, played like probably. that. Um. All right. Also wanted to uh, to mention uh, Terry Rozier. Now this guy had had a phenomenal night last night in particular. Uh, Thirty six. Get into that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, thirty six. Um, uh, three rebounds, four assists, one steal, zero blocks, and hit a buzzer beater. But um, yeah, amazing buzzer beater actually. Yeah, I mean let's not downplay the buzzer beater. I mean and, yeah. uh, the conclusion of this game really really a wild one. I mean the uh, Warriors up two points. Uh, right down the end of the game, Draymond upset about a call, uh, gets a double technical call on him. The uh, Hornets go to the line for two. It is Terry Rozier. He hits them both to tie the game and then uh, hits this uh, incredible walk-off buzzer beater. I mean, it's a tough shot. Yeah, I mean, and um, he hit it and um, won the game. Yeah, that's a legit buzzer beater, no question about it. Game was tied uh, when the ball left his hand and uh, – they went in. They went in. The game was over. So that's uh, that, that's a legit buzzer beater for Terry Rozier and uh, quite quite a night for uh, for him. Yeah, I mean, Terry Rozier having um having some nice games recently. For sure. Uh, speaking of having nice games, uh, Jimmy Butler has been uh, been putting up some triple doubles as well. Yeah. Um. Not sure. Yeah, he had um, thirteen points. Um. Ten. Boards, 13 assists. I mean, 13 assists is nice. Absolutely. He's taken over more of a distributing role at this point in his, uh, in his time with the Heat, and the Heat are really uh, getting their getting themselves back on track here. I know it's been a yeah. disappointing season for them thus far. but uh, Two straight wins here. Jimmy Butler with uh, with three triple-doubles in his last four games. So he's really uh, really firing on all cylinders now. I mean, and if you look even a little bit further back, he's got four in his last six games. Yeah, so, I mean – He's he's racking those up. He's racking up. He's racking it up in all the different stat categories. Definitely taking a different approach uh, out there than he maybe has in uh, in, in the past, and uh, getting to those uh, double digit uh, stats in, yeah. in a whole bunch of different areas. Inactive for a lot of the season, so it definitely helps that he's been back. Uh, no question about it. It's been a big a missing piece of uh, what the uh, what the Heat have been doing this year uh, to this point. 
No, I mean we we like to uh, mention uh, triple doubles as they uh, as they appear across the league. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the ultimate triple doubler, Mister Triple Double, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, three triple doubles this week, if I'm correct. And um, yeah, I mean you can't deny Russell Westbrook when it comes to triple doubles or playing basketball. In general, yeah, this guy uh, definitely uh, has uh, iron will out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the triple-doubles have been flying for him uh, over the past week, as you mentioned, three of those and missed uh, in, the, in the two games prior to that by uh, one rebound in each case. So uh, definitely back on his triple-double game. And uh, also notably playing quite a bit. I mean, he had been sitting out uh, every couple of games, uh, every, every three games or so uh, for in the early part of the season. And I think uh, this week has uh, uh, shown that he's a little bit more willing to uh, get out there in a back-to-back kind of situation, and we'll yeah. see if that uh, continues going forward. But the Wizards have really turned it around. I mean, they've won four in a row now, which uh, is, is a, a big change from where the Wizards have been uh, earlier in the season. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe the Wizards can get back on track and, um, and do something maybe. But, I mean, chances are down, but – small, but you never know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Let's take a a quick break here uh, as we um, uh, transition to to the next part of uh, of the podcast. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to uh, wrap up this episode, uh, talking a little bit about uh, some other phenomenal performances from this week, and we'll uh, name our our personal players of the week as well. We forgot to do that last week, but uh, try to do that going forward. Among the phenomenal performances this week, one particular dunk by Anthony Edwards, uh, was really making the rounds. Uh, tell us a little about how it went down there. Anthony Edwards dunked on top of Utah Watanabe. Yeah, it was really, really savage. I mean, it's one of the more uh, powerful, um, just like Anthony Edwards, just like right on top of the rim, all over Utah Watanabe, the ball going straight down with just incredible power. It's a, a, one of the more... Uh, I don't know, jaw-dropping dunks I've seen in quite some time. That's why you got to appreciate Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he can certainly do that. I, I can't take that away from him. I mean, there's some yeah. other holes in his game, but uh, he's he's had some better performances recently. And maybe we should uh, spend a little more time talking about the uh, the rookies and how they're doing at some point on a future episode soon. Well, Melo hasn't had um, that shocking performances recently, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he's continued to uh, perform at a high level, though, and fit into that starting lineup. So, I mean, yeah. I think, uh, you know, he's still – uh, in great shape to uh, win Rookie of the Year, I think. But uh, yeah, we can we can spend a little more time on rookies at some point on a future episode uh, soon. Maybe this Wednesday rookies episode. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about it, and uh, you know, all, all you have to do, listeners, is uh, keep What's firing that? up the uh, the podcast in your uh, your podcast player and uh, and see what we have for you. But uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about where we are in the NBA standings at this point. Yeah. Um. Do you want to mention our? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh. Actually, yeah. Let's let's do our players of the week first. Go, go for it, bud. Yeah. I had um Jamal Murray. I just like. I think he had three games this week or two. But if he had three, it would be twenty-five, thirty-five, and fifty. It's so, uh, three games this week. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-five points, thirty-five points, and fifty points. And he's just like racking up the stats on a heat check this week. On the heat. Big heater. time, major, major heater. Yeah, exactly. It felt like he was heat checking himself almost the entire <laughs> game against the Cavs, and uh, just could not put the fire out. It was he was too hot. Yeah, uh, to heat check himself in uh, in that one. But, yes, I didn't use the word heat check, right? 
That's all right. I mean, he's on a major heater. The Nuggets only winning one of those games, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. certainly not Jamal Murray's uh, fault. Uh, just pouring it in this past week. Yeah, he's just, he's been wild. Yeah, I uh, I certainly can't uh, disagree too strongly with that. I think just based on that 150 board performance, uh, I might have given him player of the week uh, for that alone. Uh, I was looking at uh, James Harden from this week. I mean, three and zero with the uh, with the Nets, uh, obviously with uh, you know guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, just uh, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, just a stabilizing force, and uh, he's done a great job for the uh, for the Nets so far, and uh, done a lot to uh, cement them uh, near the top of the uh, the standings in the Eastern Conference. And that's where we're going to turn now. Just uh, taking a look at where we where we stand as we record uh, before any of the action here on uh, February twenty first on Sunday. Uh, Mills, what, what are you seeing in the uh, NBA standings at this point? Yeah, not that that many huge prizes. I mean, Heat at the number 10 seed, a little surprising, and uh, the Knicks at the number 8 seed, but no other huge surprises. Maybe the Spurs at the 6 seed. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything seems to be flowing pretty normal in the standings. be interesting to see who makes it at the bottom of the West and East, too. Yeah, still uh, really bunched up. I mean, you know, from yeah. uh, it, you know, there are a few teams that have separated themselves a little bit in each conference at the top, uh, a little bit more so in the West, where you have uh, the Jazz, uh, Clippers, and Lakers, with the Suns a little bit behind, and the Blazers there too. But uh, really, I mean, teams really tightly bunched. I mean, you have the yeah. the Pistons and uh, Timberwolves, and you know, Cavs and Thunder, and maybe Rockets and uh, Wizards too. They're kind of broken to the bottom here, but. Aside from that, these teams are pretty well in the mix here, uh, especially with the expanded playoff situation that will yeah. be in play this year. I think, like, anybody from a Magic on in the East and the and the Pelicans on in the West have at least a tiny chance. Oh, I'm making the playoffs, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think it's worth uh, mentioning, too, the um, the Jazz continued strong play. I mean, yeah. best record in the league right now, 24-6. and six. And I know we were talking about it off-air uh, over the course of the week, that really, I mean, the Jazz' uh, best path to uh, potentially getting to uh, finals berth is, is staying at the number one seed. Exactly, staying at the number one seed and avoiding having to play both the uh, Clippers and Lakers. I mean, I think yeah. the chances are pretty good that those are going to be your, uh, you know, two of your top three seeds, the uh, Lakers yeah. and Clippers. And if uh, the Jazz can make sure that they're the two and three, that'll uh, go a long way to giving them a, a good, the best chance possible to get to the finals. And maybe one. And maybe win. I mean, it would be uh, it would be quite a story. Is that their first of all time? I think it might be. It would be their first uh, NBA championship, and uh, certainly they've been uh, you know a really good team for, uh, for for a long time. And you know, they've with, like with really rosters. like never been bad like the last thirty years. Yeah, they've had moments where, where like they've in, been bad, but like I mean, in like two thousand to two thousand ten, maybe. But. Yeah, the year before they were able to draft uh, Darren Williams with the number three pick, uh, they had a year where um, where they were able to. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've had a couple of down years, but really really not a lot. You're right. I mean, the Jazz have been remarkably consistent as a, as a franchise over the course of years. Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of that with uh, that Malone-Stockton uh, combination. But, uh, yeah. But also, the um, the Mitchell-Gobert has been um, has really um, been working out for them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they've, they've uh, you know, come upon another really good combination here with uh, with this group and with, uh, you know, Coach uh, Quinn Snyder as well. I mean, yeah. you know, they found another long-term coach. I mean, part of, uh, you know, one of the great signs of uh, success and stability as a franchise is how many coaches you've had. And if yeah. you know, we're looking at their uh, uh, history dating back to, you know, the uh, the 80s now. And, I mean, they've had, uh, what, three coaches uh, since? Uh, Including um, Tyrone Corbin. 
Yeah, Tyrone Corbin, you know, the guy who took over for uh, Jerry Sloan, and you know, he's replaced by Quinn Snyder, and Quinn Snyder now in his uh, seventh year with the Jazz. So uh, remarkable been, consistency. Yeah. Been pretty good with them. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, any other notes on, uh, on on the standings where where we are right now? I mean, I, I think there's. Uh, it's st- still a lot of season to be played here, and uh, teams are still tightly bunched enough that uh, it's, it's really hard to see exactly how things are going to break going forward. Yeah, not much more to say. Um, but um, overall, yeah, pretty closely bunched, like we've been saying. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's uh, l- let's take the uh, take this opportunity to uh, wrap up this week's uh, episode. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us on uh, another episode of uh, Barnards on the NBA. We will. Uh, be back again with you midweek to talk about a particular player or uh, maybe another, even another subject. If we uh, decide to go more of a rookie focus, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you know about that. But uh, feel, please feel free to uh, reach out and uh, get in touch with us if you have any comments or uh, suggestions or questions for us at uh, BarnardsOnTheNBA at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on Twitter at BarnardsOnNBA. Yeah. Um, bye.